Take us away. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to the latecomers here on healthierlife.tv. My name is Warren Conley. I'm your co-host coming to you from a very autumny Hungary, and my co-presenter is... Paul Versey from London. Nice to see you, to see you nice, Paul. So today <laughs> we're going to be talking about ADHD, okay, in particular um, for children, you know, does your, uh, does your child, he or she struggle with paying attention? Um, I never really understood that expression, paying attention, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, I must look that up and find out where the source for that expression comes from. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, but, yeah, bear in mind, I mean, most of us have problems paying attention. So, uh, but this is taking it a bit further, isn't it? So, well, I mean, I'm talking about the expression paying attention. Where does it yeah. originate from? I mean, why probably from, probably from school teachers. <laughs> yeah. Who used to tell me to pay attention? So, in the 60s, um, some of them were quite violent as well. <laughs> it oh, threw, yeah. It threw bits of wood at you, you know, the old eraser. Oh, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Pick you, up, pick you up by the ears. Yeah. Uh, my ears are not big, but they stick out quite a lot. I think that's from, because of some of my teachers used to pick me up off the floor by my ears. But um, <laughs> you know, before we get into the into the talk today, it's just when I was doing doing my work on this, preparing for this, it just reminded me of one or two people in particular that I grew up with that I, I've known through my life or used to know. And I look at them and I think, man, they must have had ADHD. You know, but it, in those days, in the 70s and 80s, it wasn't something that was diagnosed at all or even considered, really. You know, AD, ADD came about in the 90s, I think it was. It became a, a popular term, um, so to speak. But I look back at the kids and how they were treated, these kids with ADHD. And uh, when, when, we go, when we get deeper into the conversation, we're going to talk about what are some of the causes for ADHD, and it really makes sense for me now. You know, I think about how, you know, how we were abused as children, you know, by our parents unknowingly, you know, the, the damage that they were doing to us. Um, and hopefully you'll understand as we go, as we talk about the causes later on. But, you know, I just feel for those guys that, that, I, that I went to school with that had ADHD. Yeah. Um, because they, you know, they were treated so badly. And it's, it wasn't their fault. It was just that they had a, they had a, a condition. And um, yeah, so hopefully this will help to enlighten a little bit more about. Yeah, I, I must say when I when I, was at, when I was at, first went to school, I don't remember anyone having too many problems. Um, the only ones that used to get into the headmaster's office um, was myself, <laughs> and, and my my later. Um, stepsister, we were oh, okay. in class, you know, and well, uh, maybe that's why you never noticed it amongst other kids because you were always the one in the headmaster's office, <laughs> yeah. But I was, I was good as go. I mean, I didn't do ah, anything, yeah. I only got whacked once. Oh, okay. okay. So, so ADHD, it's very common, it's a neurodevelopmental disorder, and it starts normally in childhood. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, they. I mean, typically in childhood, I guess something maybe traumatic might need to happen for you to you for it to be, you know, to for it to develop in adulthood, if that's possible. I haven't checked that that far that 
I've done that rabbit hole yet, but because um, I was focusing on the kids. But yeah, I think yeah, from from childhood really, you know, because it it is also hereditary. Yeah, they they believe they believe it's hereditary. I think they're um, that's one of the things they can agree on. I think. Um, but to be fair, I still think they're in the very early stages with the ADHD. Um, they know quite a bit, um, but they're not there yet. We, we know it's a constant challenge to, to keep studying, to keep finding ways of dealing with it. And um, then I don't, obviously, you can't prevent it, I don't think. Um, you can help, definitely, mm-hmm. by some things, and we'll, we'll come to that. But um, but the big thing, the big thing with ADHD is two things, isn't it? Really, because there's three types of ADHD. Um, one is uh, obviously the controlling impulsive behaviours and the aggressiveness and things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, um, yeah, one one's called predominantly inattentive. Inattentive. Yes. About not paying attention and things like that, and focus. They're not. They're not necessarily disruptive in school or anything anywhere like that. But they just don't pay attention. Yeah, they could be off off with the fairies, as I call it. That's yeah, my yeah, my yeah. description. Yeah. Looking at looking at the window, you know, and just daydreaming and things like that. You know, um, the second one is predominantly hyperactive, impulsive, and that's. Uh, the, the second one, or you get a combination of both. Mm-hmm. There's three okay. different types, yeah. It's, it's quite it, – sometimes they miss um, diagnosing people with ADHD in school, and it's picked up late, late when they become an adult, you know. Um, but also, also from, my own, from my own experience and from what I, my own understanding, not personal experience, but from my own understanding is that – I don't know about nowadays, but there was a time when every second kid was getting diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 yeah. I can imagine them using it as a – I'm not saying they do, but I can imagine them using it as a overall thing. They say, well, he must have ADHD, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, no, he's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but we're not making light of it, but I, I think I think you, you can be – people can be over-labeled sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, what you've got to do is come up with... We love labels, don't we? Yeah, that's right. We do label people all the time. I mean, yeah. what, what we have to do is, is look at each individual um, case and, and then and, and have it done prof- by a professional, you know? Because, um, again, we were talking about something else, and you see, you've got, you've got to be very careful with, with the legal stuff, you know? And um, it has to be, you know, you've got to be qualified to be able to um, diagnose ADHD. But it's, it's, not, it's not just this. this that is obviously a, a huge part of it. But if you look at how the treatments, how they treat kids with ADHD. Oh, yeah. I don't agree with any of the ways that they treat, with, treat kids with ADHD, medically speaking, that is. You, you don't want your kid being diagnosed as ADHD, in my opinion, if they're, if they're not. Because... You know, if, if they just have, it is a, I mean, it is a label. There's, there's no yeah, way. And then, and then they're going to get this medicate. They're going to get this treatment that just it's it's draconian in many ways. In my in my opinion, you know, in terms yeah. of you know behavioral therapy. 
um, being one, and then you've got the medication side of it. And if you look at the, what, what they actually use to medicate kids on ADHD, I wouldn't want my child on, on any of those medication drugs. No. I really wouldn't. You know? And if your child is not ADHD, you make sure, like you say, like Paul says, be very careful who's diagnosing your child. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we, there's nothing wrong with, with a uh, teacher or someone else picking up on certain things that are happening to mm -hmm. guide, guide them in the right direction. That, that's, that's how it should be um, because you are going to see things with a child and say, well, well, that's not quite right, you know. And um, so you should then seek the professional help. You know, um, especially, I mean, simple little things like I said about looking out the window, having trouble paying attention to things. Um, you might have a slight uncontrollable impulsive behaviour that's not throwing chairs across the room, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, and, but again, impulsive behaviour, it could also be a symptom of a, of a child's expression, you know, their individuality. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And they have ADHD, yeah. Yeah. But um, obviously, when, when, we, when we talk about a lot of this stuff, we, we're talking about um, the ones that stand out more than others. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones that um, they describe it as overly active, but, but we know that um, they do impulsive things sometimes, they get aggressive, and they're the ones that came, come to notice straight away. But there are the, the very quiet kids... I suppose that could have ADHD on a, a minor scale, yeah, and they well, may not, they they may not be picked up. They just have the inattentive ADHD, right? Yeah, maybe so, uh, inattentive. Maybe. They just can't pay attention in class, but they're not disruptive. They're not noisy. They're not. They're not on the go all the time because you know, if you look at the symptoms of okay, so let, let's go through what are the symptoms. Child that just cannot sit still. Yeah, yeah. It's like an energizer bunny, twenty-four-seven, everywhere. They can't play <laughs> quietly. All right, they just can't, and yeah. I've seen many kids like that that just cannot play quietly. All right, um, they don't seem to listen, they squirm and fidget a lot all the time. Okay, you can't grab a child that's got ADHD and try to get them to sit still because they're going to try to break free from you all the time. Um, they they do interrupt and they are rude towards others because of that, because they intrude upon people's spaces very often. And then yeah, and then also they, they can't they can't finish tasks either. You know, they struggle to get just get through tasks because they're distracted a lot. Yeah, but it, yeah, that's right, because because they're they're the patterns are disrupted, they're yes. disorganized. Yes. It's not you can't in other words, you can't pigeonhole anyone. No. We're all in, look, we're all unique, we're all individuals, and we all have we all have things wrong with us. It's just that some are more obvious than others. You know, but it is a serious mental mental uh, problem, you know, ADHD. And it can, if it's undiagnosed, it can, and you, you, you go into adulthood, it can be extremely dangerous, you know, um, especially when we get the influence of television adding on top of it and things like that. Um, yeah, because that just they don't seem to care brain. what's on telly now, do they? What's that? Well, the television companies don't seem to care what's on television you know, and there's oh, some real bad, yeah. bad things on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah. Um, I, I look at, you've, yeah, you, I look at what, what, what my 11 year old daughter watches and what she's been watching. And if you just look at what kids have been watching for 
since the fifties. Yeah, if you just look at the first, yeah, yeah. the first Mickey Mouse movies, you know, <laughs> it's just it was violence. It was violence, you know. If you look at yeah. what, what was the you know the one where Mickey Mickey Mouse was on the boat and stuff like that, and it was it was like even then back in those days, you know, um, they have so much violence on there, but because it's cartoons, it's animation. It seems yeah. to be socially acceptable, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay to see a cartoon character's leg being chopped off or being decapitated, but you can't show them that it, with the real person happening because now all of a sudden their the paradigm is like, you know, well, that's not right, but that is right. But why is, why, why is there a difference? Why is there a difference in the terms of acceptance of what is what is good and what's not good? Because if you put a kid in front of a screen that's that's got ADHD. Um, and they start seeing somebody's leg being chopped off, and they think it's funny because everyone's laughing. Then, what do you think? What might happen further down yeah. the line? Well, we, yeah, that's right. And I think, and well, you know, and I put my hands this up. Is this is the difficulty call because there's no specific treatment, right? No, that's right. I mean, that diagnosis. I mean, there's no specific diagnosis for there it. There is. There are some things you can do. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, when I'm doing my research. They don't know a great deal. <laughs> they know some things, you know. So we're all we're all learning together, you know. And that is then that is one of the reasons why you have to do it through a professional, mm -hmm. because because it's so early on in 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 the, the process of trying to sort ADHD out, um, you know. And, and everyone has to work together. That's that's that that is uh, comes across. Whoever's involved, yeah, you need parents, to. teachers, everyone. So, doctors and things like that. Uh -huh. But it is normal for children to have trouble focusing, and 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 bad behaviour on occasions. It's quite normal very early on. Um, however, children with ADHD do not grow out of these behaviours. You know, they can, obviously can get worse. They can be severe. Um, they can definitely cause difficulty at school. School seems to be the one where it, it seems to uh, mushroom. Um, but it also could be um, when they're with friends. They might be around a friend's house. It could be at home, um, you know, and um, and you would, you would see and you would definitely see changes in a person or things that are not going as well as they could do so there are signs that's what we're try trying to say um so what else can a child with adhd what what might they do apart from what you've said okay let's just, just sort of go from again so that people can maybe identify them so it could be someone daydreaming a lot yeah it could be could be something that just cannot pay attention as we said yeah yes yeah, as you mentioned earlier, squirm or fidget. Yeah. And uh, it's difficult for kids to stay still anyway, you know. But you, so you, you know, you've got to be eagle eyed, especially as a teacher or a parent, to make sure, you know, that everything's going well. Um, talking too much, you mentioned, I think, as well. Um, well, not being able to play quietly as such. So it's not necessarily talking too much. Yeah, and play, like playing games and not, not going out of turn. Because you're yeah, so exactly, yeah, yeah. They're always one day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, keep making careless, careless mistakes, taking unnecessary risks, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because they can't tell the difference. Maybe I don't know. Um, um, 
yeah, can you think of anything else? I mean, we've I think we've touched on everything that's oh, there was one, there was one I remember low frustration, having no patience whatsoever, you know. Well, um, and, and, yeah, and I think this can also this can also be with everything that's that that they're going through as a kid with ADHD, you know, and the way that they may not be they may be getting dealt with by their caregiver or the parents or the teachers because they may not have been identified with it and they may not know how to deal with it. This, this could also lead to things like anxiety and depression as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the symptoms, the symptoms aren't being dealt with the diagnosis or the condition is not being handled correctly. And then the child can become very disillusioned and then become de depressed and, and anxious because they just feel like they, you know, because I've seen it happen so many times where children just get, like, they get blamed for everything. You know, they get they get shouted at regularly. They get told that, you know, they've got to sit down and pay attention and listen quietly or whatever, and they can't. And it's not it's no real fault of theirs, because if if you look at, like what you mentioned, it's, you know, they, they reckon it's primarily, or not primarily, but it's most likely genetic, but there's also other factors that, that yeah, that's right. I'm just going to come to them. There's other factors that can be causing ADHD in kids, and for example, mothers that give have a premature birth, or if the baby's born light, like underweight. Yeah. Um, if the mother consumes alcohol or tobacco, that these kind of things, and and this is why I said like so many kids when I was growing up, if I think back and I look back at it. Had, I'm sure they had ADHD because all our parents smoked and drank alcohol when they were pregnant with us. Nobody gave a damn about drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes. You know, it wasn't con it wasn't considered a risk factor. So, and I think you know, I I used to I used to know a guy when I was at school, and his mother was a drug addict. You know, and he came out physically healthy, but he just could not sit still. He was a lifeguard. Yeah. And he was constantly in the water or running up and down the beach because he was he just couldn't sit still. And he, you know, his mind would be racing all the time with weird and wonderful thoughts and ideas. And I think that's also a very clear indication that, you know, the, the abuse that his mother did to herself had an impact on his own health. Definitely, you know, yeah. direct impact. They also talk about brain injury as well. If you've got some kind of brain injury now, oh, they don't. Trauma, yeah. yeah, and exposure to environmental uh, risks such as uh, lead. Yeah. And again, they talk about during pregnancy, you know, or, you know, the mother as well. Um, so, um, and they obviously, when you talk about some of the ADHD, they start thinking about other things that might cause cause it. Uh, things like eating too much sugar, um, okay. watching too much television. Well, they don't help, <laughs> but I don't think they cause ADHD, as far as as far as I know. No. But, um, you know, you you know, some people do react to eating too much sugar, you get overactive. So you know, it's uh, well. What's what's the, what's 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 the sorry? What's the um, condition that people may have? Sometimes uh, they they do warn you on certain shows or something. They say that there's flashing lighting. And lighting. Yeah, light sensitivity, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. What, what is the condition that that it causes? Um, I don't know it what causes people to have like epi epi epileptic. Yeah, it's like similar that, right? to epilepsy. I mean, mm -hmm. look, all I can say as a police officer, this only happened once in thirty-three years. 
I went to a scene of something. I might have been an accident or something. And the blue flashing lights got to me. I had to go lay in the back of the police car. It was so bad. Oh, wow. It, just, just, it was just once. Never, ever happened again. Okay. Well, I don't know. I can't, you know, there are things that can happen. Um, so, um, what about diagnosing? Again, well, we this is, this is what, a professional. Yeah, we, we covered it. I mean, there's no specific diagnosis. Yeah. It needs to be, there's a lot of steps that need to happen in, in, in conjunction with professionals and with the teachers. So everybody needs to be included, as, as you said, Paul, earlier. Everybody needs to be included. The parents, the grandparents, if possible, if needed, the caregivers or the school teachers and the doctors as well. You know, everybody needs to be involved because there are so many steps that, and different, I don't know, um, situations they need to look at. You know, it could just be yeah. a young kid thrashing out. Maybe the, the family is going through turmoil. So maybe somebody close to the kid has died recently or, you know, the parents are, are divorcing, separating, or they've moved from one location to another. You know, it could be a, a number of factors like this. And this is why they say yes. it's also very difficult to diagnose it with, with preschoolers because they are so easily influenced by external environments. And very often they play out on that, you know, or they act out on that. Um, and then they, you know, so if kids are going through a, a home environment where it's quite traumatic for them, it may not be traumatic for the parents, but for the kid, it could be huge. Then they act out, but that doesn't mean they have ADHD. No. It just means that they're, being, they're frustrated and they, they're trying to get attention. You know? So again, this is why it's so important to make sure that everybody that's involved in that child's life is involved in the conversation before the diagnosis is made. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, they, they, there, there is no uh, no single test to diagnose ADHD. Um, yeah, exactly. They are more likely to, to obviously do a um, full medical exam hearing, vision tests, things like that, um, and and basically look at the history from the parents, you know, mm -hmm. and um, you'd have to take everything into account be before jumping in, and, and I'm sure they don't jump in, but but we don't want someone jumping in and saying, oh, you've got ADHD, you know. Um, it's got to be, be, although you want it diagnosed quickly, you know, you've got to Early. take time and actually, you know, really go into it in a deep way to make sure you get your... Uh, um, giving the right diagnosis because the, the problem is there are other problems like anxiety, depression, sleep, and other things like that um, that are similar. You know, everything's everything can be similar. So, you know, that's why you have to find out the, the proper history about someone and what they're currently doing, you mm -hmm. know. So um, what about treatments? Do they, do, they, do they have treatments for this? You mentioned <laughs> they that. Do. This is what I was as well. Yeah. So they, you know, you, you might have like an occupational therapist working with a child or a psychologist, which they, they, they tend to go more towards, um, you know, occupational therapist has a different, different approach to a traditional psychologist would. And then there's also medication and drugs. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was just, just looking at, you know, the types of drugs that they're using. I mean, you know, Adderall, Vivane, Vivancy, Concerta, Ritalin, oh, yeah. yes. Trana, it's And then also for non-stimulant medication as well, Strat Stratera. 
Um, I well, they all sound horrible. Cafe, <laughs> I'm not sure about but Yeah. Yeah. Because then they give, I, I know that, I, I remember when I was looking at it a bit last week, um, Ritalin was the one that came up more than anything. Oh, the Ritalin has been used for years with kids. Yeah. For years. Yeah. It didn't, uh, didn't paint a great picture either. No, no, no. no. I'm not, I'm not saying don't, don't use it if, if the doctor says, but I'm just saying it just, all, all the thing that came over was like warning bells and things like that. And, you know, yeah. I mean, we can't, I mean, you can manage the symptoms up to a point, you know. Um, there is, I don't think there's any cure for it, as far as I know. No, not as far as I'm aware from, not from my yeah. research. Yeah, and they say, look, they say the data and the data shows from kids that have been treated with medication and um, psychological um, behavioral therapy, things like that, psychological work. You know, um, they say that kids that have both included in their therapy, in their treatment of it, they tend to have better social skills. But the way I see it is all they're really doing is, is that they're conditioning the children how to behave. Yeah. And then they're drugging them to suppress <laughs> what's going on in their brains. You understand? And they're not actually working on fixing anything. It's just... It's dumbing and dulling down those those kids. And that's that's my personal view. That's yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that. I, I you know, I'm, um, that's what one and one. That's how one and one makes two for me in this in this scenario. Yes, the data shows that the kids will have better social skills, but you you, you basically you have a zombie walking around. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, they they talk about some of the health healthy behaviors that may help. Now. <laughs> We, it's funny that we go back to all these things on everything, you know, and that is healthy eating habits. Yes. Yeah, you know, we talk about it all the time with fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean protein sources and things like that. They talk about physical activity based on your age. Yes. Um, so that is a very, very important as we, we, we talk about that with everything. Getting, yeah. getting the recommended amount of sleep, you know, and things and the last, uh, well, the other, the other thing was, and I think this is important for ADHD. Uh, it's important for everyone, but uh, limiting the amount of daily screen time on TVs, yeah. computers, yeah, yeah, yeah. mobile phones, and other electronics. So, yeah. very, very important that you can you can help your child. Because I mean, look, some parents will pick up on things. Some of them are very sharp parents, and they'll pick up on the littlest thing, you know, and. And it could then you could look then start looking at your child a bit more and you'll pick up on things. Whereas a lot we as we know, some other parents don't see anything. All they see is a, a disruptive child. You know, so uh, let the professional make the decision. That's and look you, you hit it on the nail and that and, and how they how to treat it really. I mean it's other than yeah, it's just it's become it's the lifestyle habits, you know. Get the child yeah. outdoors more often, doing activity activities so that they can you can keep their minds fresh and distracted from you know the mundane stuff. And but you're giving them stimulus from nature, from you know the outdoors, sunshine, that kind of stuff, uh, and, and, and potentially helping them to socialize and engage with other kids more as well. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a kid that I grew up with, and and you know for. A good part of my early years and i remember my mother never really liked the kid because he had and i look back and i think man he had adhd definitely 
but he was a great kid and he's grown up as an adult now. I, I look at him as, as quite a nice, he's a nice guy, you know, he's, he's, he's a good man. Um, but at, in those days, uh, this kid was just, he was a nightmare to many parents, you know, and then the, your parents don't, parents don't want your kids playing with those kids, but it's not like they're doing any harm to anybody. They're just hyperactive and sometimes it's good to have one of, one of those kids in the group, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that does take the bull by the horns literally and, and rides with life. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know where I was leading onto that with that, but it's about the lifestyle and food is very much a, a big, a big part in this. It, you know, depending on what nutrition you're putting into that child's body or that child's putting into their body is also going to play a, a significant part in their overall health, their brain functioning. Because remember, this is you stem, this is stemming from the brain, right? So mm -hmm. you want to be putting the right nutrients into the brain, you know, um, to ensure that the child has a has a healthy has a healthy um, functioning cognitive um, abilities. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, and you know, and we and as you know, we we always talk about the uh, the gut and brain access. You know, um, mm -hmm. and and that that's a very very important thing to take in consideration. Now, the, the last thing that, that I want to mention is obviously omega three. Okay, we talk about it uh, quite a bit of the time, but omega three can reduce the symptoms of ADHD in children. Okay, that is a fact. Okay, so um, if if you have a child with behaviour disorder, then you you got to start looking at um, omega-3 fatty acids, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are studies out there that, that note that children with ADHD have lower blood levels of omega-3 fatty acids than their healthy peers, right? So, and I, I think it's very, very important. Now, what does omega-3 do? Um, it helps uh, improve inattention and task completion, which is the things that we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. They also decrease hyperactivity, impulsiveness, um, restlessness and aggression. So that's great news, you know. And um, and recently, researchers observed that fish oil supplements, you know, that what we're talking about is the algae oil, um, were are one of the most promising treatments for ADHD. So, if you need to know some more about that, then we'll we'll be happy happy to talk to you, uh, or even uh, work with you with with your doctor on that. Um, and remember, we and you mentioned algae. We have the al we have the algae version as well. You know, we have, we have a vegan version. Oh, absolutely, too, yeah, right? vegan vegan version. Right so, algae directly, which is where the omega three comes from. Whatever omega three you use, um, whether it, whether it's something to do with us or not, make sure it's a top quality one. Yeah, there's lots of rubbish out there, preferably okay. with some kind of polyphenol in it. Yeah, to protect it. Yeah. So it gets where it should get, in other words. Not a derivative of polyphenol, but a, a polyphenol. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, we obviously something with ADHD, you probably could go on and talk about it for, for many, many hours. However, um, we've touched on it. We've brought it to, to the attention maybe of something maybe someone forgot or they, they've seen some very small signs in their child. And if we can help one person, then it's been worth doing this. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. 100%, of course. Yeah. 
So um, all, we, all you need is to change one person's life. Well, that's it, isn't it? At the end of the day, and that's that's the reason we do this. So, uh, and remember, do... remember as well, we are not doctors. We don't proclaim to be doctors. Um, which is like, as Paul said, you know, we could talk about the subject for hours, but we're not doctors, so we're not going to talk about it for hours because you know we don't want to be BSing anybody at the end of the day. Uh, we just do the research and we share that with you, and hopefully you take it on board from where it comes and use it as and when required you know share the share the information use it yourself and make sure you're always dealing with a certified qualified legitimate accredited professional <laughs> yeah we've had some people um uh, love this episode and i think that, thank you very much for that um you know we are we do our best we okay? do our best, yeah but as i said i've said it three times already Always deal with professionals. I'm a nutritional, uh, functional nutritional uh, counsellor, um, fully trained, and um, and I make sure that the information we give over has been checked, well checked, and it's with proper proper people. Uh, the information, so um, proper, proper. So you know, fact checked and things like that. Again, you have to be careful with that, even. But. Um, However, um, yeah, so if you need anything, get in touch with us, ask us questions. Um, we don't know. We'll part, push you in the right direction of the right people to get the information. Um, also, you know, if you comment on this uh, video, um, take part in a bit of dialogue. Love this video, as some of you have already done. And, um, and if you think it's worthwhile, share it with someone else that, that might need the information. So with that, we're going. We've said enough and um, have a fantastic week. Warren, do you want to just say? And say what needs to be said. Um, yeah. Help us to change as many lives as is possible. Absolutely. Great. Have a great week, everyone. See you next week. Ciao. Cheers.